Heavenly Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you'll move on this listener right now in your gentle, loving, powerful, and merciful way as they listen to this message from All Nations Church in Tallahassee. Amen. As many of you remember, about three and a half months ago, we told you that uh, Andrea Jimenez, a member of our church, had an opportunity to go to Belgium as a Spanish interpreter for a three-month assignment. She came back on the 14th, and I'd ask her if this morning she would come and give us a report about what God has done through her and by her uh, with that time in Belgium. Yvonne, would you like to say anything? Just that how proud we are of this little girl. It was a big step. It was a big step. She left her family, her job, everything, and stepped out into what she felt like God was calling her to do, and she went to Belgium. She's been to, she's been a lot of places. This little girl right here, we are so proud of her. We love her so much that she was able to say, yes, Lord, I'll go wherever you tell me to go. Not many do that. Amen. So welcome her this morning. Would you please, Andrea Jimenez. Thank you. And I also just want to say that um, I think I say this all the time. Thank you guys so much for just giving and for praying with me and just keeping me in your thoughts while I was away. Um, really meant a lot to like get messages from, from like some of my youth and just some of you guys to say like we're praying for you really really met a lot um there was very there was many moments where there was moments where i would like think and i'm like what am i doing here and you know there was many times that i i felt like you know there was like a lot of spiritual battles and a lot of things that i was facing but i would always remember and i would always think like god you have me here for purpose and i'm gonna serve here for these three months and um i just want to say thank you once again for just believing in, in what god would do through me in belgium so i want to go ahead and just put up that first slide the very first week that i arrived honestly that very first day that i was there um we got news that a town, a city, which is Oipen, was affected by like a flood. There was a flood. And we found out just the day that I arrived, we found out and um, Pastor Bill has a church planted there. And what we ended up doing, he's like, well, we need to go help. So that Sunday, right after service, we drove about two hours over to Oipen and we helped um, the, the city there. We can go into that next slide. When we got there, I was like, there's a lot of people helping. We had um, the church in Brussels, which is also a church that Pastor Bill pastors. And then we had the church of Antwerp, which is the church that I was attending at the time while I was there. Um, we had leaders and people just coming out helping. And this is just a picture of some of the stuff that um, we were taking everything that was just scattered all over the place, think, taking things from people's homes. Everything was just completely ruined. So a bunch of us just got together and it was just not people from like the church. It was also other people, which also gave us the opportunity to talk to other people because they were like, well, what, what are you guys doing here? And we'll tell them like, oh, we're from this church and we're here and we're there. 
they were so thankful, um, the people from Oipen, that they even asked Pastor Bill, they're like, can we kind of hold it on the donations? Like, we've been receiving so much help that let's just, you know, keep it down on the water and the food, because they were just flooded with so much um, help. And we can go into that next slide. This was the team. So here you have, um, we have some of the leaders from the Brussels campus and then some of the leaders from um, the Antwerp campus and then just some of the people that came out to help. And we can go into that next slide. So because the church in Oipen was completely destroyed, they, um, everything was damaged they were looking for a new building. So at the time, they would go into Germany. So we would drive all the way from Antwerp, which is in Brussels, and we would go all the way over to Germany every single Sunday. And we would, um, we would help the, the church. So this building was actually their new building. They ended up getting a whole new building. Um, everything that they needed, chairs, they had a kitchen, everything that they can possibly need they ended up getting, and this was such a blessing for the church in Oipen. While I was here, um, I would help Jeannie with greeting and just making sure that everything was, was taken care of. Here is actually the Antwerp campus. So the Antwerp campus, they have church in a cafe. So while the time that they're not using it, they are wanting to open it up as a cafe. And they want to, they use that in a way to reach others. Because let me tell you, people in Belgium love coffee. And everywhere I would go, there was always a coffee shop. Coffee shop. So the coffee shops are very, very popular there. So the church has opened up a coffee shop. And here we're just remodeling. Um, I made a joke last time I talked that I know never to wear white shoes. Well, apparently I didn't listen because I wore white shoes here. <laughs> Good thing they weren't ruined, but this was such a fun project to do. We painted, we remodeled the whole, um, the whole church and just made it a little bit more modern to get the attention of that younger generation. We can go on to the next slide. Converge. Converge is something that I was able to be a part of. Converge is usually one week, and it is a conference between um, a, just young people, young people that are on fire. And while we were there, we had a lot of workshops within that day. We didn't do that one week. We did it for one day, and it was because of COVID. There was still some things that we couldn't do. So we... Um, Pastor Bill said, you know what, we'll just do it one day, but we'll have Converge. Converge has been happening for many, many years. They do it every single um, year. And here it's actually his son. He, was, um, he led a, a, um, a workshop. And we can go into the next slide. While we were there, I got to see seven young, young adults just give their life to Christ. And it was something that was so beautiful. Because the girl that I was praying with, she only spoke Spanish. And um, I remember, like, you know, I was, I was sitting there, and then, you know, they said, like, oh, she only speaks Spanish. I'm like, 
that's why I'm here. This is why I was sent. So um, she got saved, and it was it was such an emotional moment. I also was able to to connect with just the girls. So we split the guys. Um, we split the guys, and then we had the girls in one room. And I was asked to give my personal testimony, and I was a bit nervous. Um, it was just me and the girls, and. I prayed and I said, you know what, God, like, I want to be completely transparent. And he's like, that's all I ask for you, from you. So I got to share my testimony and it was my full testimony. It was who I was and who I am now and what God has done in my life. And when it was all over, one of the girls came up to me and she just hugged me, crying. And she's like, I thank you so much because... I went through the similar things you did, you know, you went through. And, and she's like, and I've never been able to tell anyone about it. And for her to like kind of tell me like, you know, thank you just made me feel like, okay, God, like I want to use my story, my voice for your glory. Like I want to tell people like what I've been through. So that opportunity was something that was very emotional because I feel like I've never fully shared my full testimony the whole truth, not, you know, the one where we sometimes kind of hide things. We don't want people to know certain things, but I was able to just share everything. And I felt so free after that. Um, <laughs> thank you. So we can go on to the next slide. This is the group. Um, these are some of the leaders and some of the students that, that came out and um, it was such a great time. I really was able to connect with all of them. They were just so amazing. And the thing about Belgium that I really love, it is a melting pot full of people. You have people from all over the place. And it was just really neat to just connect with them and like understand like where they're from and what they do. And then it was very, one of them was like, I've never met a Mexican before. And I'm like, well, here I am. <laughs> we can go on to the next slide, please. I was um, given the opportunity to visit London. And again, it was because of you guys. Thank you so much. Um, so in London, I attended a church planning class. It was a two-day class where Pastor Bill talked about the importance of church planning and just strategies and stuff like that. Um, honestly, this class was my favorite. He, he, I would go with him and his family to different places that they would speak, and I was so thankful because I was always able to absorb everything. Um, but this class was my favorite, just because we were able to meet with different leaders. And also here, I met with um, a pastor. His name is Len, and he is a pastor from Wells, and I'll tell you a little bit more about him towards the end. Um, this was such a fun class to be a part of and just to learn about church planning, which was very neat. And we were able to connect with other pastors from all over that area and just to hear what they're doing in their church and kind of come together and share ideas and, you know, just strengthen each other and helping each other out. And we can go into, oh, there it is. Um, I was also given the opportunity to go into Hungary. So while in Hungary, um, I attended a school of ministry. It was a one week, um, full on every single day classes and we would hear from different mentors, different pastors, um, just talk about, you know, what it is to be a missionary, the struggles that a missionary faces. 
So while we were there, we were also given the opportunity to go on a mission trip. So I went on a mission trip while being on a mission trip. <laughs> we went to a really small town in, Hun in Hungary, and it was a town of gypsies. And there was so many kids. I want to say I tried counting, and there was about 50 to 60 kids. Just they would all come into the compound, and we had activities for them. So we did face painting, and let me just say, we used to have extra extravaganza, and I used to help out in their face painting. What I learned in extravaganza, I took it here, because I killed it on the face painting. <laughs> we, I face painted so many kids, so many kids, and it was um, a two-day mission trip. So within those two days, it was like, we would have always face painting. That was their favorite part, just face painting. And they would ask, there was one that said, can you paint me like Jesus? And I, <laughs> I was like, okay. I can do that, so I did like a little beard, and he's like, I'm like, you know what, we carry Jesus in our hearts. Like, when we walk and we, we show them, you know, we are who we are, and we love on people, we get to be, you know, we get to, um, others get to see Jesus in us. So we can go into that next slide. This was one of their water wells, and this is where the kids would come out and get their waters. Also, the parents would come into the compound, and they would um, also refill their, their buckets and stuff like that, their water bottles. And this was, um, I remember seeing this, and that really just touched my heart because I'm like, you know what? I sometimes complain. I do. And just to see this really softened my heart, and I'm like, these kids sometimes don't even have a water bottle. And this is where they're getting their water from. So this really touched my heart. We can go into that next slide. Um, we did art. And that's one thing I love. I love to paint. So this was um, something that I really enjoyed. And we got to just paint everything. We did the sky. We did the trees. And it was really cool to just get to just paint with them. Because that's one thing. That's that's something that I love to do is just paint. So it was really amazing to have to carry that on. So this woman is one of the women that I got to meet while I was there. Um, she was my age, and she had a family of four. And I remember just connecting with her, and she had the most beautiful eyes I had ever seen, and her son did too. And they, they're someone that really touched my heart. And I think about them daily because you know, she was telling me the struggles of what it is to live there. Now, their home is very, very tiny, very tiny. I don't even think it has like a restroom um, because we, would, we passed by the home because once we were done, the kids really wanted us to like show us around. So we walked with the kids and they were like, that's where I live. And a lot of the kids live together. So some of them are like crowded in like one, um, like in the living room. And she was one of the women that I got to meet. And we can move on. Testimonies. Anytime um, we would have the opportunity, we would share testimonies. This is the church in the compound. That church is very, very small. But that room was packed with just women and men just wanting to learn more about who God is. And we can go into the next slide. So at Oasis, I learned how to cook um, some of the food from other countries, and one of them was from Ecuador. 
a lot of the women in Oasis are um, from Ecuador, and a lot of them still like to like, you know, eat their food. And um, I used to assist this woman, her name was Marisol, and I used to assist her with cooking. And while I was there, we cooked every single Tuesday and Thursdays. So Oasis is part of the Red Light District. They're an organization that, what they do is they go out into the Red Light District and they just give coffee, coffee and cookies. And they do that so that it can open up an opportunity to talk to them. And when we get to talk to them, we get to invite them to come over and then we just wanna feed them. So while we eat, we also do Bible study and I was, you know, I was given the opportunity to lead a Bible study and I was able to get really, really close to these women. I wasn't, you know, I just, I was serving them food, but also was just wanting to just love on them because that's what they needed. We can go into the next slide. So these are some of the girls. Um, we would sit around and we would have devotional and we would have worship. And I got to meet this one girl and I, I wanted to tell her story because she's one of the girls I got really, really close to. There was this one day after service, one of the ladies that I was working with with the red light district, she came over to the church and she said, um, she's like, is church over? And I said, yes. <laughs> and she's like, oh, I thought it started at 12. And I'm like, no, it ends at 12. And she's like, I, I really wanted to come to church, but we were already leaving because we had to go to Oipen and we would drive two hours. So I didn't really get to connect with her. The next day, we found out that she tried to commit suicide. And um, I remember, like, I used to have these talks with her, and, you know, she used to tell me, like, she used to ask me questions. And when I found out that she was, you know, she attempted to commit suicide, um, I was like, that's why she was at church. Because there was something within her that just wanted, she just wanted something that she obviously wasn't getting where she was, so she came to church. And we were able to connect with her, and I remember I sat with her, and we just talked. And she said, I don't wanna go back to the red light district. She's like, I don't want that life anymore. And I prayed with her, and she's like, um, I'm gonna get out, and I'm gonna get out. And, and I told her, I'm like, you know, it's hard. You know, sometimes there's things that just pull us. and and I'm like, it's gonna be hard. I was like, but even, cause you know, she kept saying like, I'm not gonna go back, I'm not gonna go back. And one of her friends is like, you are gonna go back. You always go back. And, I'm, and I, I told her, I'm like, look, if you do go back, don't be ashamed to come back to us and, you know, and, and still be a part of Oasis. And um, I was like, but just always know that you can just get out. It's, you know, if it's a slow process, like just get out. So I was able to connect with her, and once I left, um, I left her a Bible. Um, Celine and the girls gave me a Bible, and I really felt led to give it to her. She didn't have a Bible, and it was in Spanish, so it was perfect that I can give it to her. While at Oasis, we, um, Oasis would help the girls just learn a skill. So we did jewelry. So every Tuesday and Thursday, we would get with the girls, and we would just talk. We would do jewelry, we'll teach them how to sew, we'll teach them how to cook. There was one woman who, she had, um, she used to be a hairdresser. She used to cut hair, then she was in the red light district. So we were trying to get her to practice that again. 
just to, you know, get her some money and get out of the red light district. We can go into the next slide. So these are my girls. These girls were just, I was so overwhelmed with just so much love. Um, being away for three months really, you know, I, I'm such a big, I, I'm so big on family. I love family and my family is such a huge family. So when I left, um, God really made these girls my family. You know, we would go into Oasis and, you know, they were just, they're just waiting on us. And these are some of the girls that we would minister to and I really got really close to. And a lot of these girls reminded me of myself because there was a lot of them that were just very, very broken and just wanted love. And I would admit, I was that girl that was very, very broken. So when I got the opportunity to talk to them, I'm like, I just want to show you Jesus. I just want to tell you that Jesus can heal you. Jesus can restore you. Like Jesus is the way. So I was thankful that I was giving that opportunity to just meet these girls. And I think that is the end of the slide. There was many more pictures that didn't make it on this PowerPoint. But I just want to say that this experience was was a great experience. I thank Pastor Bill for his leadership. Um, there was many times, let me tell you, Pastor Bill, any moment he had, whether we were like driving from one place to another, he used that to like just speak life into me. And it wasn't just me, it was his son, it was his daughter, it was um, another girl that was there with us, just the leaders. And I remember one day we were going into um, the church in Brussels. We were gonna, I was gonna help with the kids ministry. That was another thing that I would do. And I remember he asked a question. He's like, what do you wanna live? Like, what do you wanna do for the rest of your life? And I remember I just said, I just wanna serve people. Like, that's, that's where my heart is. And he's like, okay. He's like, but what else? I'm like, and I just wanna lead them to Jesus. I wanna let them know that they're, is someone that loves them and that will heal them and that will just restore everything that's just broken. And he said, um, well, you know, there's, there's opportunities. So while I was there, there was an opportunity that came up. Pastor Lim, he, I met him in London. Um, he, he asked if I can go into Wells to help. They, have, um, they need help with their kids' ministry and they also have a pregnancy center. Now, before I left, I was working at a pregnancy center. And it was a um, pregnancy center that will help women who have had abortions and would just encourage women to, you know, have their kids. And that's something where my heart is deeply in. And I remember when I, when I quit my job, I'm like, but I love helping these women. So um, there's an opportunity that has come up in Wells to help in a pregnancy center. So to do what I was doing here, but to do it in Wells. And also to um, help with the kids' ministry. And then there's a very high risk, um, a high rate of, of suicides that happen in Wells. And all of them are very young, young um, it's youth and young adults. So I just wanna say that, I just ask that you guys pray for me while I you know, take on this next step in my life now. 
with Wells, this, has, this opportunity has come up and I'm really praying about it. And I'm also praying because Pastor Bill has asked me to go back to Belgium and to continue to work with him and continue to, to help those women at Oasis. And I'm kind of feeling like, okay, God, what do you want me to do? And I just want to be obedient to God. I want to just go with whatever he wants for me. Before I left for three months, um, I was just going, I was going through a lot and I really felt like God was calling me to surrender a lot of things and I didn't understand why. And I remember one day after work, I rushed over to pastor's house and I was like, I need to talk to you guys. Like something's happening. I don't understand. And next thing you know, we, you know, we get the, they get the news that they need someone in Belgium and then I ended up going. But I really feel like God was preparing me for that season of my life. And the things that he was asking me to surrender were things that, you know, I needed to surrender so that I can move on to the next step in my life. And, And Belgium was my next step. Now, I'm now just trying to figure out, okay, Belgium happened, now what is next? And Pastor Bill talked about the next steps in our lives, whatever next step that is. So I just ask that you guys just prayer up with me in this next step in my life, whether it's going into Wells or it's um, going back to Belgium, or if it's just staying here and continuing to serve here with the youth and whatever it is that um, I am needed, I just want to serve God and I want to serve people and I want to be obedient to, to his will, to his calling. And I just ask that you just pray with me because I, I really want to, you know, be obedient. And wherever it is that God leads me, I feel like God is now preparing me to, you know, move on to the next step in my life. So, thank you. John chapter 7, verses 37 and 30, through 39, the scripture says, Jesus said, whoever believes on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Ezekiel chapter 47 talks about the vision Ezekiel had of the man with the line in his hand measuring the water. At first it was ankle deep, knee deep, waist deep, and then it was a river to swim in. And you can read in verse 9 of Ezekiel chapter 47, it says, everything the river touched lived. Everywhere the river went, there was life. So I want you to understand that as you and I embrace what Holy Spirit is doing in our lives, the river of life begins to flow through us. The results are just like what you've heard this morning. God calls people, sets them apart, and sends them out to shed the life of Jesus Christ to to others that desperately need it. Andrea does have a great opportunity and a decision to make. She also had to come back because her passport expires the end of the year, uh, so she had to get that renewed. But I want you to pray with her and pray for her. Would you stand with me today? You made it to the end of the message, and now what? Is God leading you to make a change? Are you needing a good church home where you can grow and help others grow as you fulfill your part in the body of Christ? Then we invite you to join us at All Nations Church, on Sharer Road in Tallahassee, a multicultural church founded on the truth of God's Word and the power of the Holy Spirit. Our Sunday morning service is at 10.30 and Wednesday night service at 7, plus youth group and kid power and small groups and more. 
For more information, visit our website, allnationstallahassee.com.